He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. And with the help of the Lord, I would like to, the Lord laid on our heart, and I was wondering what to preach tonight, and we've got this, this challenge going, and it's not a Pastor Bigelow challenge, it's really a challenge that encapsulates what it is to be a Christian. You see, being a committed Christian does not consist just of going to church and giving in the offering. Those are good things, okay? But those are religious activities. Committing yourself to Christ is to commit yourself to evangelizing and telling others about Him. And that He would build His church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. But it involves us being committed to uh, spreading the word of God and spreading the reality of God and spreading the opportunities for men and women to come and know Jesus. That's what it's all about. That's what being a Christian is. So we kind of have pushed this church challenge as a way to get us kind of out of our shells and to invite 2,021 people. I know not everyone will come, but the result will be, well, people already have come. People have already seen it work. You know, inviting someone to church. You say, well, preacher, I'm no good at it. Neither am I. We invited someone to church recently and just said, hey, you want to come to church Sunday? And he asked his daughters, you want to go to church Sunday? And they showed up on Sunday. It's really that easy. And so he doesn't even live here. He's just visiting here. But you know that I am thankful that God is here this summer to kind of get us out of our shell and to get us have uh, exercise our freedom in Jesus Christ. So I, with all that said, I like to preach on the thought of a title, Believers on the Loose. That man that looked into the fire for the king said, I see four men loose. They're not bound up like we threw them in. You know, it says, uh, it's a preacher, but this is all just different. It said, this one person said, the Lord moves in mysterious ways, but you're not God. Use your turn signal. <laughs> There's a lot of people that, that well, we want to find out something about God. Will you find things out about God in the furnace of affliction. When circumstances and things get heated up in our lives, it doesn't necessarily make us, but it does reveal us and reveal what we are in God. So we read, and it's a very common scripture that these uh, three Hebrew men, Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael, were taken with much of Israel into Babylon. Uh, and they were under the king, Nebuchadnezzar, and he had set up an image, and we're for perhaps familiar with this account that everyone was instructed to bow when they played the music. Babylon's got talent, right? When Babylon, when the, when the music played, they were to bow before the king. And they didn't bow. And so they were taken to the king, and they were given another chance. The devil always gives us another chance. But the Bible says that he said, if you worship not this God, or if you worship not 
you shall be cast the same hour. There was a threat attached to it. Into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And then Nebuchadnezzar said something. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? So you have these people and they're not, in, they're not surrounded by their buddies. And you know, coming to church to me is a real blessing. It's not like a hard thing because you're surrounded and encouraged by men and women. And you can lift up Jesus Christ and we can make each other laugh. But when you're out there and nobody's around you and it's kind of like you versus the king and authority of this world, then you kind of have to kind of step up on your faith. Well, the Bible says, and I want to look at three things that I believe can be a blessing to us, not only in a church challenge to reach and invite men and women, but in our lives for God. I believe that when you come and hear the word of God, it should be a blessing to your life for God. So I want to, to look at first being loosed. The word loosed anyway, what does that mean? It means free from hindrances or restraints. Like if you heard of a criminal on the loose, he got, broke out of jail. And if you heard of like a lion or a, a pet will escape, you know, an exotic pet, and they'll say it's on the loose. And a lot of times when it's shared, it's, it's kind of something bad that's out there. Well, the prince of the power of the air really doesn't want Christians on the loose. And the authorities that be said, I see four people on the loose. Well, the Bible says that, first of all, we can be loosed from the power of circumstances. You know, it'd be wonderful if there was a perfect day. You know, a perfect day where we got 12 hours of sleep and woke up and the toast wasn't burnt and, uh, you know, the dinner was perfect and our car started up on the first try and everything else. And it's like, oh, God is good. Well, let me tell you, God is good. But when everything goes wrong, God is good. You see, the first thing when you're loose from the power of circumstances, because I believe, and I've had a good time, let me tell you, with this church challenge, I just walk up to people, hey man, you want to come to church on Sunday? And I just throw it out there. And they might, well, I'm busy. Okay, well, we got church on Thursday. And, but I just kind of throw it out there and, you know, to a complete stranger. But you know what? Say, preacher, are you nervous? Yes, I'm nervous. But I know something. You see that when these men were threatened by Nebuchadnezzar with the burning, fiery furnace, you'd think they'd be like, uh, yes, sir. Where would you like us to, to bow down? But they didn't do that, did they? They were believers. And God, when he sets us free, we're free indeed. That's what Jesus said. And you should know what? The truth. You see, I'm a Christian. I know the truth. I know that not everybody serves God, but I know that I know you should not serve God. Because I didn't know that I could serve God. And I didn't know that I could have freedom over sin. And I didn't know that Jesus loved me enough to die on the cross for my sins. And I didn't know that I could serve God between Sundays. And I didn't know, but somebody told me, and it set me free from circumstances. And I thank God for the Marine Corps, because you get some circumstances serving God in the military. But you see, they were loose from the power of circumstances. Notice what they answered the king. They threatened them with the fiery furnace. So they're loosed from the circumstances or loosed from circumstances. And brethren, we're always going to have them. There's always going to be something. My car has had the check engine light on how many times? I've had it for two weeks. You know what? So preacher, what is it? It's expensive to go get it fixed. But you know what else it is? 
there's people there to invite out to church. Man, I was inviting out the lawn guy. I was inviting out a customer. So, preacher, what are you doing? I'm free from the circumstances. Why? Because what did they say? He said, who is that God, Nebuchadnezzar, that shall deliver you out of my hands? You ever heard that? Someone like, they, they raise up and you're like, who died and made you God? You know, but he, he was asking, he was basically saying, and who's God? You know what? When I'm a believer, I'm released by the power, from the power of circumstances, the Bible says, through the reality of God. Notice what they said. We are not careful to answer thee in this manner. If it be so, our God. I like that. There was a reality of God. They said, our God. They didn't say just the Jehovah, the God of Israel. They say, our God. I believe the presence of God was there. There was something more. He said, preacher, but why need the presence of God? You know what? I believe when you take a stand for God, you'll get the presence of God. You need, we need those circumstances. And I don't know. I remember this time when I was talking to this guy about coming to church in Arizona. <laughs> so we needed to get some kind of uh, authorization to get onto her bro- my wife's brother's military base. And I forgot my little insurance card okay so i needed to get one sent to like walmart and then we need to print it out or something like that a fax machine this is some years ago and so i'm talking to a guy and we're headed to conference we're going to conference in arizona and this is some years ago and so i talked to the guy on the phone i'm like hey where are you and he's like i'm in You know, he was in the same place. I think he was in Phoenix, Arizona. That's where the call center was. I said, why don't you come to church? And he began to half step and dance. And he's like, gives a conference open to everybody. So I'm inviting this guy out to church and and we're talking. And he's like, no, no, no. You know, he kind of hemmed and hawed and different things. And uh, then uh, I was like, okay. So he hung up the phone. And and I remember uh, after I hung up the phone, my wife was riding with her brother and it was just me in my car. And I was just like, man, take the whole world and give me Jesus. And when I said that, it was like the power of God came down in my car. And I know that you can't, you don't go by feelings, but let me tell you, the reality of God, I remember from years and years later, is still the same thing. And the power of God and the, the presence of God is there in the circumstances. Say, preacher, what if I have to go up against uh, Nebuchadnezzar? If you have to go up against the king, make sure you take the king of kings. Make sure you take the Lord of lords. And they sure did. And they were loose from the power of circumstances. They said, our God. And then they said, whom we serve. I like that. Paul said, whose I am and whom I serve. And I, you know that people's, I was talking to a gentleman years ago when I worked in Washington State and he, he looked at me and he said, a church boy, huh? And I said, yes. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to associate me with God, look, when Jesus comes back, I don't want him to have any problem recognizing me. If I need to wear something on my head that he can see from up there, because guess what? When God comes back for his church, I want to go too. I want to be raptured with the rest of the church, and I don't want to be ashamed of anything that God has ever done. They were not ashamed. They stood and they said, we serve God. We know that he's real. He's present. He's a present help in the time of trouble. They were free from the circumstances. You know, criticism and opposition are actually a blessing. 
You know that a lot of times a criticism and opposition has a way of purifying our character, just like gold and silver is purified. When people begin to find fault with different things, we should say, hey, praise God, maybe I need that. And uh, I remember with my wife, I, I was you know, saying, man, I used to shy away from challenges and different things. And let me tell you, in the ministry, there's some challenges. And we're not here to gripe about them, but they're, they're there, okay? And, uh, but guess what? They're there anywhere you go. If you serve the devil, you're going to have challenges, okay? But there are challenges. And I told my wife, I said, you know, um, I, I, I've changed my attitude towards challenges. I used to kind of like, oh, I don't know. I don't really like that. I want to avoid it. And now I'm like, well, I'm going to have them anyway. I might as well face up with God and be free from the circumstances. You know, I can have your joy on a crazy day as well as a good day. I can have my joy on Monday. We'll get to that perhaps in a, in a second. But uh, the Bible says that this, these circumstances served to be a blessing. See, those challenges that God takes us through. I believe it was George Mueller that said, I take a, have a secret delight in the difficulty of the way. And, and because we knew that it was going to be difficult, it was going to take God. We wouldn't make it anyway. And you know what? If I'm going to be that way, God, like uh, Peter said, not only my feet, but wash my head, wash everything. God, I want you all over me. And these, these men were free and they could serve God in any situation. Man, if you can serve God in the military, you can serve God on a ship, you can serve God uh, in the midst of like your work environment, brethren, then that's the hardest it's going to be. Then you can serve God anywhere. They were believers on the loose. They were free from circumstances. You know, instead of looking at the circumstances as a curse, look at them as a blessing. I was at a gas station today. I think I invited five people out at the gas station because I started to get this guy and then I got these two guys and then I got this guy and then I got this other guy and they were just right there and my daughter was ready to go, but I'm like, I could just stay here until I get kicked out. No, I did buy gas, okay? But I'm like, man, there's people everywhere. And you know what? That God has puts me in the circumstance. They're a preacher, but you spend a lot of money on gas. I know, but you know what? I'm thankful that the, the circumstance was there to put me around people that I could be a witness for God. Believers on the loose. See, these believers were on the loose. We wouldn't have this story if it weren't for the problem, would we? We wouldn't have a belief in David if there wasn't a giant, if there wasn't a lion, if there wasn't a bear. There'd be no David, but there was, and there was. Freedom or loosed from circumstances with the reality of God, and then loosed from the power of fear through faith. Now, their fear was that they were going to get thrown into the burning, fiery furnace. The devil, doesn't he always... The Bible said there's no fear in love. But perfect love casteth out fear. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. And the Bible said preaching the truth in what? Love. You know that the reality of God that freed them from their circumstances was the love of God that they would have trust in. You know one reason I believe my daughter trusts in me is not because I have big muscles. And some people might be listening to this on the audio, and let me tell you, I don't have them, okay? So I don't think she believes that the muscles are gonna deliver. In fact, I think she even said that recently. She made some statement. 
Papancito could do it. Reverend Patterson could do it. I said, what about me? It's like, no, you're too skinny. I mean, that's, she does not have faith in my muscles. But I told her over and over again, I said, honey, I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to, I'm always going to be there for you. And you see what I don't have in muscles, I have in love. And I know I told my daughter that whatever happens and whatever you do, I'm going to be there for you. You see, there's a God that loves us. The Bible said, for God so loved the world. He was not obligated, but he's like, here I am. Send me a body has thou prepared for me that Jesus wanted to go. Why? Because he loved those people that were lost and without him. He loved those people that sinned against him and said all manner of things against him. But Jesus loved us anyway. And we can be confident as a believer that God loves you. And that you can take that fear and kick it out. And you see, I say, preacher, but what about fear? What about real things that could happen? But what about faith? What about real things that could happen? You see, fear and faith, I've heard this said so many times, fear and faith are really two ways to handle the unknown. You say, well, preacher, the burning fiery furnace, duh, that's hot. You don't, I mean, that's just common sense. How many of us have been thrown into a burning fiery furnace? There's no history there. It's just fear. You say, well, preacher, but how did it work out for them? We read how it worked out for them. Now, it was an amazing miracle. I don't know if this has also happened in other times and that God didn't deliver his people. But look, he did here. And the Bible said that they looked in and they said, how many did we throw in there? And he said, I see four. We threw three in. There's four now. And I like that. You know what? With Jesus, it could be four or four million. If you're walking with Jesus Christ, God has enough power to deliver a billion. God has enough power to deliver 10 billion. If you're walking with Jesus, you can walk in the fire. You can trust God. You can have faith that he'll be there for you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And he will protect you from that fire of this world. For all the circumstances, you can trust Jesus. And when you have that that confidence, not self-confidence, okay? I'm talking about faith in, in Christ. Then you can just go out and be who you are. See, the last thing that's set, set out is after the believers are on the loose from circumstances and we're on the loose because we're set free from fear by faith in God, then the reality of God is loose. You see, when people, they're looking for someone who has some joy at the gas pump. They're looking for someone who has some joy at McDonald's when they get cold fries. Preacher, that's not me. You can have joy and ask for hot fries. Say, preacher, not me. I'm going I'm to throw the fries at the manager. Maybe the manager had a bad day. Why don't you have some joy? Say, hey, can I please have some, some hot fries? These are cold. I love your guys' fries. They're so good. And there's nothing like a McDonald's fries. But if you have joy, even though your circumstances, and believe me, cold fries will shut some people's Jesus right down. I mean, they're, they're Jesus and their Holy Ghost will walk out the door. But if we can have joy when there's bad circumstance, if we can have joy when our check engine light's on, if we can have joy when the AC shuts off in our house, we had a brand new unit and our AC shut off. Like brand new. Like, like a month old. And I'm like, oh, it's not working. It's on and the temperature is going up, right? Okay. But these things happen. And if you can have the joy, then other people will see 
Wow, they got power over circumstances. They got power over fear. Man, I wonder what they got. And then you can begin to tell them about Jesus. Because you see that Jesus gives you a reality that other people want to see. The Bible said when they called them out, they, they looked on them and the, uh, of, uh, of whom the Bible says the, the fire had no power. They had no power on their bodies. And the Bible said they, even the smell of fire hadn't passed upon them. Only their bonds were broken. Isn't that something? You know that I believe in this challenge. If you'll, if you'll commit yourself to this challenge this summer, not because if it's a number, a number is just a number, okay? But to really grow in God. These bonds of insecurity that you carry around with you and that bonds of being attached to circumstances to have joy or being attached to having a, you know, uh, where everything works out and there's no fears and there's no problems. We will have joy unspeakable and full of glory in this church and you won't be ashamed, you won't be afraid and other people will see, you know, they got something there. They got something at that church. And I'd like to close with this because... uh, I heard this long time ago. I don't know who said it, but they were making an altar call and uh, the preacher making the altar call, God laid on his heart to take another man's hand. Now these are preachers, you know, with the, probably dressed conservatively and to take another man's hand and to skip across the stage like little boys, you know, do, 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 do. And I don't even know if I could skip now. I could probably. My daughter could teach me. And they did that. And there was a man that came from the congregation down to the altar. And uh, I don't know if it was later that they asked the man about his actions. And the man said, well, you know, I don't remember exactly what it was shared, but the man said, and I believe this is a true story. He said, when I saw you skipping across the stage like that, you know, you can preach a whole sermon, but he said, I I, I wanted that joy. And he said, that's why I came down to the altar and gave my heart to God. But with heads bowed and eyes closed, when believers on the loose and 